Welcome to the Estates Made Simple podcast. I'm Jenna Carvello of Guardian Estate Company. And with us today as our co-host, Gordon Vanderleek of Vanderleek Law. Gordon, always a pleasure to talk to you. It's always fun to podcast together and to record these uh, videos. And I, I, I appreciate your, your input. I guess we can tell our listeners that uh, one of the great benefits of, of Jenna is she, you, you've, with all your experience, you come up with some really good topics. I mean, we do it together and talk about things we want to talk about on these podcasts, but you came up with a good one here about who gets to plan the funeral. Um, yes, I think it's relevant for, for every single estate. Absolutely. It's one of the first things you you, you have to deal with that. So uh, before we get into that, it's appropriate to know there's limitations on what on, on this podcast, which includes we can't give advice because obviously we don't know your particular situation and we may talk about general principles or advice, whether that's applicable to your situation. Uh, we don't know. So therefore, we have to it's appropriate to put a limitation to say this isn't legal advice. This isn't financial tax or accounting advice or, or, or any sort of professional advice, but meant to be for information purposes only. So take it for that. Love to um, sit down with people who are interested to talk more about any of these topics where we can get into knowing your situation and give appropriate advice and recommendation. But this particular topic, of course, as as we said, every executor needs to deal with, right? I, 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 the extent to which they have to deal with it and some of the issues is dependent upon every single, um, each estate is different to depend on the facts of, of each particular family situation. But obviously, an important step in the in in the process um, in terms of what has to be done, who has to pay, what happens in these in these situations. So, because it's one of those first things, and almost the most immediate thing that that one has to deal with on the estate administration process, the executor, you're, before you even get to the lawyer and the accountant, usually you're dealing with the funeral home and saying, okay, what do, what do we do now? And as a as a first order of business, so so maybe Jenna, you can uh, get into some thoughts and ideas you have with regard to best practices, suggestions, comments with regard to executors and how to tackle the issue of the disposition of the remains and the the funeral or lack there. Of. Yeah, well, I think one of the first places to start is is the will. Has the deceased made any specific instructions with respect to their final arrangements? Maybe they've pre-planned their funeral, which makes it much easier for the executor, but just searching for any other instructions that are in place that, that can be followed. And, you know, typically the family does address the, the needs of the funeral planning, but ultimately the executor needs to sign off on, on the instructions or on the, the plan itself because the executor would be liable for ensuring that the cost of any such final arrangements are prudent for the estate. I mean, if an estate is worth 100000 and the funeral is going to be 50000 I mean, that's not a, a reasonable amount for, for the type and level of estate. So just making sure the cost is within a prudent um, amount is, is uh, an executor task to do so. Ensure that the family and the executor really consider religious requirements of the deceased. Maybe they have preference with respect to burial versus cremation. Maybe they can't be buried within a certain period of time. There has to be a waiting period. So there's all these types of religious requirements that should be respected, assuming the family and the executor know about those wishes. So if a family and executor disagree, this is what we were talking about before Gordon is is who ultimately gets to make the decision and and you know it, in best case scenario they need to come to an agreement with respect to the wishes but ultimately the executor has final say to ensure 
ensure that, as I mentioned, that the cost is, is reasonable for the estate. And they're ultimately responsible to ensure that the, the deceased's final remains are are dealt with appropriately. Um, I don't know if you have any other comments with respect if there is a disagreement between the two parties, what what does occur? Yeah, and ultimately the courts can be accessed for advice and direction, but there's not a whole lot of time for that either in those beginning stages, right, in terms of making decisions, which I guess gets back to some of your, one of your earlier points about the benefits of pre-planning. To the extent the deceased person laid it all out, you basically made it easy for the executor because the plan is in place. But in the context of where there's a will in place, assuming it's a valid will, then the person uh, named as the executor has the clear authority. The courts have been consistent to be able to say that the executor has the authority to make decisions with regard to the disposition of remains, right? They mm-hmm. they they have that jurisdiction. They have to consent to those to those items. Now, I think for the most part, where you see some of the disputes is people go, well, in the exercise of your discretion, you need to take into account this requirement or that requirement, or this is what the person believed, or they really wanted this, or this is important to us. So can you have an agreement? So usually it's a fight about what did the deceased person want or what would their wishes be and and, and recourse to the courts to attempt to impact the executor's decision-making to accord with their view of what the deceased person wishes was. But it, it can be, especially if the executor is a non-family member, right? You get the context of in your, in your former life of being working for a trust company. Obviously, you're going to talk to the family to say, hey, what's important and take those views into account because an entity like a trust company is not going to know. But hopefully they have something on their file with some indication of what the the person had had wanted. But it's not uncommon, for example, for the family to say, well, let's do it this way and come to some sort of an agreement. And this is what mom and dad wanted and put that in place. We've seen some difficult situations with with regard to the problems when there's uncertainty or dispute with with regard to that. So, but to answer your question with regard to who makes the decision, if there is no will, there is rules in place under the regulation governing funeral services to say, here are the order of priority in terms of next to kin, who would they would ultimately look to to sign off on the material. And probably that name appears on the death certificate as the person who authorized, or somebody can come forward as as a friend to be able to say, well, I'll make the I'll make that decision. But they have to canvas, is there anybody with higher priority who is in a position to be able to make that authority? And in some cases, you might see the Office of the Public Trustee is involved, particularly, you know, in, in, in rare situations, but ultimately they may have to be the ones who make decisions with regard with regard to it. But usually it's the named executor or a family member or a friend who's giving direction with regard to the remains. And I think adding to all those complexities is if somebody dies overseas um, mm-hmm. because that that jurisdiction is going to have its own rules about who can give instructions. So all this to say, do your planning and and make sure that it's it's you know, well known between all your family members so that you don't have these delays or these issues or these fights about who who gets to make those decisions. And appropriate insurance in place when you are traveling to cover those Mm -hmm. costs, uh, because that can get into the tens of thousands of dollars, uh, you know, and escalate extremely quickly if you've got to put a body on a plane and bring it back home and it's in different jurisdictions what are the what are all the regulations on that that's going to take an enormous amount of time again all compounded by the grieving process of a you know a, a tragic situation and what does that what does that look like who's going to be paying for that uh, where where yeah. does that money come from when you don't have access to those funds those are all tricky issues to make sure you get right at the front end mm-hmm. I think those are some really great comments Gordon and and for our listeners I hope you got some value out of today's discussion I appreciate the chat Gordon and and 
And I hope our listeners enjoyed and subscribe to our channels on YouTube as well as as well as Apple or Spotify. But um, we look forward to our next discussion where we talk about more interesting estate facts and estate administration topics. Uh, we'll Good see to chat about time. this, an interesting topic. Thanks for bringing it up. And we look forward to the next time we get to podcast. Excellent. 